Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Let's just go ahead and talk about John Hughes. Uh, yeah. Soundtrack. John Hughes' sense of humor is phenomenal. So good. Doesn't be proud of Russ. 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes that switch. Yeah, Dad, you must have jumped this thing about 50 yards. Ah, it's nothing to be proud of, Rusty. 50 yards. <laughs> John Hughes repeats actors. We've got John Candy, who's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Molly Ringwald's in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall is in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. The Ferris Bueller house was a real house and I have been to it. Oh, yeah. I went, looked at the address, went there, saw the house, and I was like, oh, oh my God, dude. <laughs> like that's the, awesome. I think the paint job is different now. Like, maybe yeah. the shutters are a different color, but... Sure. That's a good one. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop, you don't look stop and look around once every once in a while. You could miss it. You could miss it. Mm. Hello, everyone. I love you. (laughs) I love this song so much. Right? Kind of sounds like Prince, but it's not Prince. No. It's Hugh Harris. Mm. Rhythm rhythm of Life. Nice. Also known as Uncle Buck. Nice. I thought it was Jane. Hugh, Hugh Janus? Hugh Janus. Yeah, that's who this is. Wait for it. I like the drum fill at the end. Hang on. Oh, sack! Maybe it's this. Yeah. There it is. There we go. There it is. There we go. That's the fun run. Fun run. Yeah. <laughs> For the cure. That's what I call it in the <laughs> in the studio. Just like, all right, Cooley, Do get fun one run. fun run at this. That's probably what I would do. I just think of The Office. True. Fun run episode. Mm-hmm. For the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, back to the Twerk Ethics Show. Back to life. Back to reality. I'm JT, and this guy over here, say it, is Kool-Aid. Say it loud. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Hello. What's up, dog? Uh, I'll tell you what's up. We've got another thing to sort of announce. Oh, okay. And be proud of ourselves about. We... The Twerk Ethics Show. Mm-hmm. We're officially part of the YouTube Partner Program. We did it! We are YouTube Partners. Woo! Woo! Uh, it's probably... See the pennies come in, bruh. Yeah, you should... If you want to know more, probably just Google it, but... Yeah. This is the... Uh, you have to be a YouTube Partner to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is one of the steps of getting paid. And we two and a half years, two and a half years have been doing this. So thank y'all because it's not, it's like literally impossible without 
y'all. So. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're happy. We're stoked. Yes. And we have a lot of big things planned now. Yep. This is just fun. All thanks to y'all. Uh, sincere thank you, yeah. for sure. This is very, very cool. It's, I'm all giddy now. You should be giddy. Yeah. I mean, I was I was giddy before. But this is kind of like a different level giddy. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, capitalized giddy. <laughs> yeah. Something. Capitalized giddy. Yeah. Like the, all the letters are capitalized. Giddy. And giddy. Giddy. Gettysburg address. Giddy all on right. up here. <laughs> Get on up. Get up, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you oh, are just joining the Twerk Ethics show. Where have you been? Where have you been? But, you know, you're at the right place. We're glad you're here, though. Yeah. Yeah. Twerk Ethics. where you been. It's all about being, you know, the world is very divisive. Mm-hmm. It can be a little. It's also flat. Polarized. No, it's not. No. But it's people like it's that flat. that make it polarized. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and we, you know, we're just, we're giving you a break from that. We're warm. Yep. Pure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do, we react to fart videos. We do yep. weekly podcasts where we talk about our favorite things, mm-hmm. mostly pop culture. Yep. Um, and farts. And farts. Today, for example, we're ranking the top John Hughes film. <laughs> <laughs> what? I you just say Ranking the top farts. Top farts <laughs> of all time. Yeah. We got the Tokyo Sand Blaster. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, I think my number two was in 1994. Yeah. September. Never forget. At number it. two, we're going to go with number two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we're glad you're here. We yes. just, we like to have a good time. Mm-hmm. You're never going to feel. Uh, we're not. We don't do controversial. You, you just. It's, no. This is a fun place to be. The world is filled with controversy, and it doesn't need to be in our world. Yeah. Welcome to twerk ethic. Yes. So, without any further ado, huh? Let's just go ahead and talk about John Hughes. Uh, yeah. So, John Hughes happens to be my favorite director. Nice. And you know. The videos that that we're ranking, it can be movies that he directed mm-hmm. or he wrote, yeah, or produced. Just a big part, broad, basically stroke. You know, yeah, John Hughes movie. Yep. But you know, um, why? I think that's what I wanted to talk about. So, okay. why do I like John Hughes movies, and why do you like John Hughes movies? Mm-hmm. For me, John Hughes, every movie that I see has a vibe. Mm-hmm. It's like the same kind of sense of humor. Yeah. It's very relatable. Like yeah. the characters have sure. weaknesses yep. that they overcome throughout they the flaws. movie. They have flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, his teenage movies are like, even movies that aren't teenagers, he really gives the stage to teenage, like what a teenager's going through. Yeah. What a teenager's thinking. Mm-hmm. Young people, um, uh, all over the the uh, broad spectrum, basically. Yeah. Because they're for obviously they're for adults too. Because I still enjoy them. Yeah. Even though most of them were made when I was a kid or a teenager. Yeah. So and that uh, those movies just stick with me. Yeah. And I think that's why. That's probably why he's your favorite. Yeah. And he's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, and the guy just lived and breathed movies. Yeah. So, and I would say, and it's evident, the majority of his catalog was the 80s. Oh, yeah. And I love the 80s. I love the way that the 80s movies make me feel. In yep. fact, when I think of 80s movies, I think of his movies. Sure. Um, me too. Now, he does have some in the early 90s, which is still kind of an 80s vibe. Yeah. You know, 90s yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe didn't kick off right at the beginning. Right. So, mm-hmm. That's that's kind of why I like John Hughes. Am I missing anything? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, but yeah, he was a great writer. Uh, lost him too soon. Yeah, two thousand nine, I believe. Yeah, that's when he died. Uh, do you remember what he died of? I don't. Oh, would have been cool if he died from like, you know, the pranks in Home Alone or something. That would have <laughs> been like a good way to go out, <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> Hot Wheels! Yeah. We're going to do a Mount Rushmore of John Hughes movies. Yes! John Hughes! What, what? Today's Rushmore is... John Hughes. Yeah. Love this guy. Me too. As we just talked about, his movies make me feel good. Uh-huh. Uh, they give... They they have relatable characters, mm-hmm. you know. It just feels real, yeah. And these these movies are my top four and yep. your top four. Yep. However, I just want to say this, huh? This is the most difficult Rushmore that I've ever had to do. Oh yeah, because I <laughs> a lot of Rushmores, you're like, oh, this is gonna be hard. But then when you put your four, you're like, you know what? I feel pretty good about this. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good about my list because. Oh. There's so many of my honorable mentions that could be in my Rushmore. Okay. I, I am get that. pretty confident in my top two, but three and four, I think I could have replaced with uh, a lot. And we'll, so we'll talk about that when we get to honorable mentions. But Okay. Gotcha. You got your list? I got it right here. As part of Rushmore, uh-huh. it's like Mount Rushmore, but we rank them. The right. Ma- the mountain is not ranked. No. It's you don't not, see numbers up on there. No, even though George Washington is first. <laughs> That's so From true. left to right. But <laughs> chronologically, yeah. he's number one. Yeah, But I think Lincoln is far right. I don't. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like where they're positioned. So, yeah, where they're positioned. So it's like he's fourth, but in no way he's worse than at least two <laughs> of them. <laughs> anyway yeah so what we're doing is we're we these are our top four on a mount rushmore but we mm-hmm. are ranking them yep and there are personal rankings mm-hmm. we're not necessarily saying like these are the best films these are just our personal like if we only had four to watch which order would we watch this for Ooh, yeah you know that's a good way to put it so number four let me change mine <laughs> john hughes which movie do you have Number four, man, you, I battle with number four too. Okay, but I'm gonna go with the most, the more familiar one. Okay, Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau. Holy crap! Such a good movie. Yeah, like uh, I remember going to the theater that, with that for with my grandmother. Is that the that. one that you quote? Um, Martha. <laughs> oh yeah. The uh in the attic. Martha, we're the GD Garden Lanterns. <laughs> Martha, we're the GD Garden Lanterns. 
What a weird quote. Random. So random. Martha. <laughs> Where the G dude Christopher Lloyd in that movie? Oh my gosh. As the homeless yeah. guy with yep. the beans. So funny. Gosh, I want to watch that movie now. Yeah. So I, I haven't also, seen it in a while. I didn't realize John Hughes was a part of that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Again, just so people don't lose their mind, this is not necessarily one of the movies he directed. It's like it was John Hughes involved. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the, exactly. whole, the whole thing. That movie is 30 years old, by the Gosh, way. What a great, great. I mean, some of the iconic things has been, it's been probably 20 years since I've seen it. So maybe you need to help me. But yeah, my, one of my icons, oh, the, the, the thing I remember either. the most is the marshmallow. Like he's roasting the marshmallow <laughs> and he like lets it loose and yeah. hits him on the forehead. <laughs> Who does it? Does it's it hit still him on, fire. on the forehead or? Walter Matthau. Yeah. Uh, well, Mr. Wilson. Hits yeah. Mr. Wilson on the forehead. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kids are kids. <laughs> uh, you have to roll with the punches. You have to expect the unexpected. Oh. He <laughs> just kind of looks at the camera like, just so fed up. Um, Actually, the funny thing is, the director of that movie, Nick Castle, a.k.a. Michael Myers. <laughs> really? That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> That's it. So wait, the director is the actor is the of, of Michael Myers. Wow. And Halloween. That is a fun fact. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about okay. that. Too. Okay. Yep. My number four huh. is a movie called Uncle Buck. Oh, yes. Uh, because John Candy. Well, first and foremost, the intro to this episode was the song that plays at the end of the movie. That's right. And another thing I would say about John Hughes is the soundtracks were everything. Oh, dude. Like, <laughs> dude. Well, speaking of, like, because you and I are musicians. Yeah. Like, sometimes the music makes the movie. Totally. Like, Jurassic Park is a great movie, but without that soundtrack, not as good. Yeah, and it's like, it it it, it not only makes, it not only adds energy, it actually sets the tone of yeah. the movie because yep. like Jurassic Park you need epicness from the dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff yep and exactly. it's the same with like Superman and what, what not but like yeah John Hughes has a tone like his movies have a tone and so he he always has these like really quirky songs in in the movies that just totally set the tone yeah but mm-hmm. also <laughs> I always like this movie because I literally have an Uncle Bucky we never called him Uncle Buck, but oh, really? His name is Buck, oh, okay, Bucky. So, I'm oh, like, wow, I have an Uncle Bucky. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. He's not anything like John Candy's character. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, which was another thing I was going to say is John Hughes repeats actors. Mm-hmm. You've got John Candy, who's in all from kind the of, uh, Chicago area. Yeah, you've got John Candy, who's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Molly Ringwald's in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall. Is in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Which you could also argue Anthony Michael Hall made being a nerd cool. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm For saying? For sure. Yeah. Because he was a total nerd, but like, yeah. 
I don't know, through these movies, <laughs> it became kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> but transition. Some of my favorite parts from Uncle Buck, you you probably got some too, mm-hmm. but I wrote some down. Uh, <laughs> the the mole scene where he's, <laughs> he's visiting the vice principal or whatever, yeah. and he sees the mole on her face, and he introduces himself. He's like, Buck Melanoma. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, oh, uh, dude. Uh, What's the girl's name? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Molly. Yeah, I'm uh, a Buck Melatona. Molly Russell's wart. <laughs> Not the wart. I'm the wart. Um, she's my tumor. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you got, like, the huge pancake that he makes for oh, yeah. the breakfast. Epic. And he's got that big snow shovel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is how you separate the men from the boys. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yes. So uh, good. Pooter the Clown, where he punches the clown. Oh, yeah. Um, was his name Pooter? Pooter, yeah. Wow. Get in your mouse and get out of here. Hey, you. Let me tell you something, you low-life lion, four-flushes shit. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about this whole movie, and it happens in a lot of John... Uh, John. I about said John Candy. John Hughes movies <laughs> right. is the transformation of character. So like yeah. um or the growth of a character. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like this sure. um kind of loser yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. But as he protects the daughter, you know, his niece, mm-hmm. he becomes a good man and <laughs> yep. that scene where he goes to <laughs> he goes to like interrupt her with the dude and he's like uh, you want to see my hatchet? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He's threatening him, and he's like, yeah. you know, I just, you know, I, you never know what you might need. Take off a little of the shoulder. Right. The elbow. <laughs> yeah. Shave a little meat off the kneecaps. Yeah, man. As a, <laughs> as a younger person watching that, I was just like, man, he's kind of a psycho right now. It's <laughs> <Just> awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my number four. Nice. Number three, Nate, what you got? Vacation. Uh, Wally World. I was going to say the original Vacation. Mm-hmm. National Lampoons. Wally <laughs> Gosh, that movie. <laughs> so many good good lines in there, too. Just like the... the <clears throat> Clark Griswold. Just like the way he... Such a good character. He doesn't even have to say anything. He's Because he's like a good physical comedy actor. Yeah. And uh, like the way when you go... Like right out the gate when they go get their new car, yeah. And he's like, "No, I'm gonna get. I'm not. I'm not settling for this." It's like metallic P, and he's like, and they crush their original car and they bring it back out to him. He's like, "Now get get Mr. Griswold's car." And he's like, "Come on, Russ, we're going." And he reaches for the ha- handle and he's like, and then he looks at the car and it's just been flattened <laughs> and he doesn't even notice it until he reaches for the handle. Just like stuff like that. It's like little stuff. And um, the humor. Oh, gosh. So good. Yeah, it's so funny. That's another thing I didn't even mention. John Hughes' sense of humor is phenomenal. So good. Yeah. And he knew the right person to play that part. Yeah. And he's like, I want this guy. I want this girl. Whatever. Yeah. And he nailed it. Yeah. Just like the, the casting. I love that. So good. Our lists have already been have been different. Oh, yeah. I, for I love, sure. I love that. Yep. Anything else that you would say with vacation? Or? Oh, um, 
when he uh, hits the road closure. Yeah. It's like when they put road close on, signs up, they put up signs like this one. Ah! And then he just jumps. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then he's like, come here, Russ. He's like, man, Dad, you must have cleared like 50 yards in that. He's like, nothing to be proud of, Russ. 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> just makes that switch. Yeah, Dad, you must have jumped this thing about 50 yards. Ah, it's nothing to be proud of, Rusty. 50 yards. <laughs> Which again is like so good. Super freaking relatable as as like a as a character. Yeah. You know, like that's totally what a dad would be yep. thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't be impressed, son. But yeah, when right. the son turns away, he's like, Yeah, 50 yards. That's pretty yeah. That's pretty <laughs> it's like my son's right. <laughs> my son is actually at that age where it's like, you know, he doesn't want to hang around dad or yeah. whatever. But then he like compliments you and you're just like Yeah. 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number three. Is a movie called oh. not fourteen, not fifteen, oh. not seventeen, sixteen mm. candles. Mm-hmm. I Molly, I love that um, Molly McButter. <laughs> that this was John Hughes' directorial debut. Really, sixteen candles. He came out the gate swinging, yeah. and like you said, Molly Ringwald, I think represents a much bigger thing than just. Like, cause she was just not the typical female lead no. at all. No, nope. like, she's very unique looking. Yep, her character is very like honest and yeah. s- like strong, and it's so different. It's like cute, but not like hot. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's like, oh, she's cute, but like, but that was never like the lead lead role, especially yeah. back in those yeah. days. And her and her character was very complex. Mm-hmm. What you know, it was very, it was yeah. just so well done. Yep, and just. To me, this is maybe the best teen movie. Yeah. Because, again, you felt like you knew. Like, some of the stuff, it's like, I know exactly what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've sure. been in these situations. I know what yeah. it's like, these social things. And, you know, you feel yep. like high school is forever. Oh, you just yeah. feel like high school is like, yep, I die here. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, this is, I have peaked. And some people do peak so, in high yeah, school. but for sure. I just think it did well, and like I, I also thought about like in this movie, if you if if kids today try to watch, or even not kids, I mean even Gen Z mm-hmm. try to watch this movie, it's like they're not going to understand it because the eighties were different. Yeah, you know, like this movie was like you know somewhat uh, subtly, you know, there was like racial and cultural differences, but. Yeah, it made they did it in a way where it made you laugh. Like oh yeah, people found it funny. Yep, for the, sure. The, there was no hate to it. It was just like no. the and and things like uh because every everybody understood it. They understood. That's why. Yeah, and then <laughs> also like there's a lot of nope passing in this movie. Oh yeah, and that's a thing of the past. Oh but, yeah, but you know, texting like. No passing was the original text. Done in an instant. Yeah. I used for to, sure. Dude, even with my friends, like dude friends, yeah. we would pass notes in class. Mm-hmm. You know, not like a long whatever, but until I got my first girlfriend. Really? Oh yeah, passed the note to her. Folks. Do show. you love me? Do you wanna be my mm-hmm. friend? Second grade. Well, bro. if you do, well then don't be <laughs> afraid to take me <laughs> by the hand. Two things about that note. I was proud of it because I wrote it yeah. and sent it to her. Yeah. But the other thing was I had 
torn off like from another sheet of paper or whatever. Yeah. And it was just all oblong. <laughs> so I was like writing crooked and stuff. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> trying to fit into the paper. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this looks ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. But, so if you want to, you know, kind of feel what it's really like to be a teenager, like this movie just nails it. Mm-hmm. I just love this movie. I love For the sure. soundtrack. I love the. So many personalities. I love the rawness of it. That's yeah. the other thing. It's real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm sure some of these things make you, like, looking back, it makes you feel uncomfortable, but it's like, dude, that's what the 80s were. Yeah. And you're going to have to deal with that. For sure. Like, that's just what it was, mm-hmm. you know? And there's a, there's, I don't know, there's a, you just kind of love the rawness of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's great. Oh, dude. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, Number two, John Hughes. Repeat. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. Is my number two. Well, I shared most of my stuff from Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Uh, let's see here. There's quite a few things. Yeah, Molly Russell's work. <laughs> God, so good. Buck Melanoma. Oh, him, his back and forth with Macaulay Culkin. Oh, the like quick banter? The quick banter, yeah. yeah. Gosh, I wish I remember half of that, but it's so fast and there's so much to it's it. so funny. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. I'm your dad's brother, all right. But yeah, I think uh, Macaulay was like six Wow. at the time. Maybe even younger. He was wow. He was really, really young. Because that's pre-Home Alone. Yeah, that's pre-Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that was his big first big role. Wow. And him... Just going back and forth with John Candy, I can't even imagine being in Macaulay's shoes and just going back and forth with this legend, big man, and just yeah. like just so funny. Yeah, I mean, like I'm like, ah, I put my feet in his shoes, man. Yeah. Well, I the thing I just like I said earlier that I remember the most is the evolution of his character. To he went from like this guy that you're like he's a loser to yeah. A guy that you truly respect because he's a good person. Yeah. And he truly comes like you're pulling for him. When the hard thing is there and he needs to do the right thing and and be there for his niece, he does. Oh yeah. He he shows up. For sure. And like it makes you just like she wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. At first. But when everything fell apart, yep. She wanted Uncle Buck. And yep. He, and he was there. He was there. It's just uh so good. Boom. So good. Everybody can relate to that. Yeah. So my number two? Yes. My number two, here's a hint. Bacon and eggs, pancakes, the breakfast club. Oh, nice. Man alive. <laughs> I don't know why that took me so long. <laughs> <laughs> so the breakfast club is one of my favorite movies of all time. Again, yeah. soundtrack. Again, mm-hmm. real characters. Yep. My favorite quote that I've quoted for a very long time is, um, I might misquote it, but the gist is, we're all pretty bizarre. Mm. Some of us are just better at hiding it. I like that. And it's so true, man. Like, yeah. We're all a bunch of weirdos. It's just yeah. some of us have per- perfected the... Uh, the outside a little bit more. And (laughs) that was all during the scene where they were like doing this heart to heart and sharing everything. Uh, And that whole scene 
was improvised. Mm. Have you seen Breakfast Club? Mm. It's been a while, yeah. though. That whole scene where they're like sharing their dark secrets. Oh. All improvised. Oh, wow. Dang. What's the guy's name? I think it might be Emilio. Emilio! Emilio! Oh, yeah. He's the one that says that quote. Oh, okay. It's like, we're all pretty bizarre. Some of us are just better at hiding it. And it's like, wow. And, and a real moment. 16 Candles and Breakfast Club is one of those things where you're like, you know, as a teenager and your early 20s, man, you're really just, you're really just trying to find yourself. Yeah. Oh, and, for sure. And this movie kind of helped illustrate what it's like to go through that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough. Like being yeah. a teenager and the dating scene and, you know, the the conflict with your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. It's like you love them, but it's like I'm trying to break out of this piece. Yeah. You know, like, for sure. I gotta be an adult. Yeah. And like there's just a lot of variables and I don't know. They they just did yeah. such a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You talk about multiple personalities and that film <sighs> big time. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's that's one of the things you had to deal with and you still deal with when you're a teenager. You know, it's just like Am I supposed to be like this? Yeah. Should I just keep being like this or whatever? So you just got to f- find your identity and yeah, you know, find your place in this world, Michael W. Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Roaming through the night to find my place in this world, my place in this world. But uh, it and it's tough to deal with because you want to be like this person, but. You can't be like that person. Yeah. But you keep but you know, you don't come to that realization till you know, later in life. Some yeah. people find it early. But and this is I don't know, this is something like maybe I'll hold this until I find out your number one because I, I'll say a summary of another thing that I like about this movies. But mm-hmm. I one of the my favorite parts is you, you usually see it in clips, but in the movie it's where they're during their downtime, they're all dancing on that little rail. There's like a little band, oh, banister, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're like, you know, dancing, and I'm like, this yeah. is just. It's Were just, they in a library? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so. <clears throat> such a good movie if you've never seen breakfast club like I need to watch it again oh my gosh what a great movie yeah so all right really good time for oh boy i wonder if we have the same i really i don't tr- think we do okay i don't think we do okay that was pretty <laughs> pretty confident right <laughs> nathan cooley what is your number one numero John Hughes movie. Uno. The Great Outdoors. The Great <laughs> God, that movie's awesome. John Candy has taken both uh, pole positions. <laughs> wow, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, I such a good movie. We just recently watched that at the beach. Yeah. And I just like we had done that before and watched that movie. Um, but it had been a couple of years and I just randomly like started watching it and like people started coming out of their bedrooms and like start like sat down in the living room. Yeah, we all, yeah, and yeah. we all watched it. Yeah. You know, eventually, which I thought was pretty cool, but that movie is so, it's good. so good. And it's about, you know, family on vacation, which, which is what we were doing right at that time. So it kind of, you know, kind of fell in sync with that. So, but, which, uh, you know, that's, that is maybe another thing about John Hughes is that 
he uses everyday life. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like people go on vacation. It's just like, how do I relate to these people? Yeah. Or to like, people in general. People get it. Yeah. Like, we've for been, sure. like, he, he appeals to a very broad mm-hmm. audience. We all got that family member that's way outspoken <laughs> when they shouldn't be. Yeah. And that was Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite moment of, of that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, me and my brother were actually quoting that the other day. And, uh, because we were out, where were we at? We were just swimming in the pool or whatever, and we were talking about the lake. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna name my boat Suck My Wake." <laughs> <laughs> Which is so hilarious, yeah. bro. <laughs> That's the best boat name ever. Now, if you meet any friends, bring them back. We'll give them a ride and suck my wake. Somebody has to have it. Oh, they have to. And, uh, There's no way. If not, I'm going to. Yeah. One day. They have to have that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll meet you back here at a uh, dinner and uh, tell your friends if they want to ride in a boat and we can ride and suck my wake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when they were going to grill out, he's like, yeah, put a couple of burgers on, some hot dogs. And he's like, oh, Chet Stepman. Or Chet Stebbin. Chet, uh, what's his last name? His I name is Chet. Chet Ripley. Chet Ripley, that's it. It's John Candy's yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, Chet Ripley. No relative of mine is going to cook hot dogs and hamburgers. You know what hamburgers and hot dogs are made of, huh? Lips and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> John Candy's like, yeah, I, uh, I could relate to eating uh, lips and assholes. <laughs> Or something like that. That's probably not the quote. God, that's a good one. And he's like, um, and he tries like to kiss his wife or whatever. I think he does. And he's like, he's at the grill and he's got the the poker or whatever. And like, (laughs) just trying to. (laughs) I think acting like one of the things that I remember the most about that movie is the raccoon scene. Oh god, or scenes. Where they're always showing the raccoons getting into the trash. <laughs> they're subtitled. They're subtitled, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so good. Oh, look. Rocks on trash cans. That'll work. <laughs> Knock it over. All right. My number one. And the bald-headed bear. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Just the bears in general. Oh, my gosh. All right. My number one. Mm-hmm. My number one John Hughes movie. Let's hear it. I had no doubt about this one. This yeah. is the one I was supremely confident in. It's a sick kid. Ferris Bueller's Day uh, Off. Good one. That's a good one. Life, Life moves, moves pretty, pretty fast. fast. You don't stop. If you don't stop and look around while, every once in a while. You could miss it. You could miss it. Mm. Good quote, Ferris. Yeah. I think I like this movie because A. Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. <laughs> Every time I quoted that the other day on a conference call, 
I asked <laughs> nice. everybody for feedback and everyone was silent. And I was like, Bueller, <laughs> Bueller, and like half half laughed. Yeah. Um, the other nice. probably had no idea what I was doing. Probably. Uh, I think the thing about the movie is every time I called out sick, I watched that movie. Oh, okay. So there's that. Yeah. Makes there's sense. There's something about that guy that you just kind of wanted to be him. Oh, yeah. He just had this like confidence. Nothing. Nothing Through ever. the roof. He didn't have the same struggles as I did. No. You know, and he mm. just like, he, he just had such an adventure, that whole movie. Like, yep. And then the parade scene at the end is Chicago. Just, yeah. just, well, everything in that movie is such a like display of Chicago. Oh, yeah. It's so Big cool. Time. So cool. Yep. Um, but I actually have some fun facts of that yeah, movie. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, but before the fun facts, I want to say character wise, Ed Rooney, the principal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so funny. Hilarious. And, and then Grace, the secretary or whatever she was. <laughs> This is my favorite kid, or my favorite kid. This is my favorite part. <laughs> Ed Rooney goes, I don't trust this kid any farther than I can throw him. And Grace goes, well, with your bad knee, Ed, you shouldn't throw anybody. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my god. And then what was the quote where she's like, <sighs> talks about how great she is, or he is. She's like, He's a really righteous dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Righteous dude. <laughs> so some fun, that one. fun facts about Ferris Bueller is the dad and mom got married in real life and had a family. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. They ended up getting divorced later, but like yeah. when you watch that movie, it's Hollywood like, couple. They actually happen. were a couple. Wow. It's a fun fact. That's kind of awesome. Bueller, Mr. Ben Stein, oh, I thought yeah. this was cool. He was not supposed to be in the movie. He was supposed to do an overdub and just be the teacher. Uh, oh. But the the kids, actors, yeah. they were laughing so much at his improvisation because he was improving. Oh, okay. And, uh, improvisation, yeah. Yeah. He was Im- improving. And uh, he was so funny that they're like, we got to put him in the movie. And so nice. then they put his face on the movie. So he was just going to have – they were going to be in the class, but you couldn't see him. Yeah. That was the – Because he's like a okay. real economist – like, yeah, real smart guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was just ad-libbing these really complex ideas. Wow. But they thought it was so funny yeah. that he was so just dull and whatever. Monotone, bro. They put him in. So and good. that's like one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Matthew Broderick <laughs> and Jennifer Grey, which Matthew Broderick is Ferris. Yeah. And Jennifer Grey is his sister. Right. They actually um, got together, got engaged, but they they called it off. Oh wow! But they were during the movie. They were already engaged. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Isn't that during the movie? During the movie. Wow. I know that. Uh, another fun fact: the license plate abbreviations on most of the cars were callouts to mm-hmm. other movies. You knew this? I knew that. That's pretty cool. Katie's car was VCTN for vacation. Vacation. Jeannie's uh, car was TBC, The Breakfast Club. Tom's nice. was M Mom for Mr. Mom. Oh yeah. Uh, and then Rooney's was F four. BDO, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then lastly, uh, I don't know if I can find this picture, but I'll try. Hmm. The Ferris Bueller house was a real house, and I have been to it. Oh, yeah. Um, Out in L.A., I guess, right? Yeah, it was in Long Island. Okay. I looked up the address. Long one. Island? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. JT meant to say Long Beach in California. I went, looked up the address, went there, saw the house, and I was like, 
Oh, oh my god, dude! <laughs> like that's the, awesome. I think the paint job is different now. Like maybe yeah. the shutters are a different color, but sure. It was the Ferris Bueller house, and I was like, "Wow, wow, all right, you know, dang, yeah, dude." This movie, I, I just every time this movie's on, I'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. every single time. No, it just, ah, it's a good one. Just makes me so happy. Classic, and then the obviously the the Ferrari scenes oh where they're doing that, and then he's like, "Your dad, uh, my dad's gonna know that we drove his car because of the." odometer uh, he's like no we can just roll it back we'll just we'll come back in reverse <laughs> <laughs> so great anyway false can't do that honorable mentions my mm. friend uh yes i'll go first all right this is where i was talking about i struggle because i love all these movies yeah uh weird science weird science also mine almost made my entire rush more i love this movie yeah. It's where they create their fantasy woman. Like, <laughs> right. It's like Frankenstein, but they create a woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in that movie, by the way. Weird Science. Oh, wow. That's right. And totally mall. forgot about that. Dude, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Such a good movie. Uh, Home Alone. Nice. National Lampoons. Um, both of them. Uh, yeah. Vacation and Christmas Vacation. Okay. Uh, Sweet. Per- Pretty in Pink. Also good. Yeah. Very similar to 16 Candles. Right. Uh, and then planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, dude. My favorite quote of that whole movie. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but uh. <laughs> John Candy, dude. <laughs> They're on the plane. And he's like, uh, do you remember the guy's the character's name? Um <sighs> oh goodness, what's Man, his name? I can't rem- I don't planes, remember. Planes, trains, automobiles. Again, this is Thanksgiving. So he's yeah. like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, being a teenager, going on vacation. These are all things that human beings are very familiar with. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Dale Griffith is his... his <laughs> Who's John? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dale Griffith. He's on the Dale. plane. He's on the plane and he sits next to Steve Martin. And he goes, uh, Dale Griffith, uh, director of sales. Uh, <laughs> he's like, director of sales, shower curtain ring division. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you sell so, shower curtain rings. So specific. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> uh, director of sales, shower curtain ring division. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh, that movie's great. Mm-hmm. All right, what about you? Uh, a couple of uh, repeaters. Uh, Planes, trains, definitely. Weird science. Uh, Mr. Mom. Mm. Breakfast Club. Classic. Uh, Bueller. Um. Flubber. Flubber. And Beethoven. Nice. I love Beethoven. Mm-hmm. That's such a good movie. I I remember liking, obviously, like the first one. I remember watching the second one, and the the girl who played in that is obviously a little bit older, and like she's a teenager. And then she there's like a love story with that. Yeah. And I was watching it with my friend Ryan, <laughs> and he was like, oh love story between teens you want to watch this i was like huh no <laughs> and he's like he turns it off that's i've never seen it <laughs> i've only seen the first one that's awesome so that's that's why i stopped watching it because i was like i well, love ryan's movie. not gonna watch it i'm not gonna watch it i love that movie he's an older influence anyway of course all the not all but vacations two home alones oh yeah all yeah. the vacations are pretty good uh even though 
some of them are better than others. Yeah. But um, but regular original vacation and obviously Christmas vacation, just top notch. And uh, Vegas was pretty funny. Yeah. And uh, I think that's all. Yeah, that's it. Well, like I said, in summary, I love John Hughes so much because mm-hmm. he makes me feel really good mm-hmm. Like when I watch the stuff. All of his stuff is so familiar. Like I said, Christmas, yep. Thanksgiving, vacations, yeah. being a teenager, like all this stuff you like, you totally relate. It's real. The dialogue is yeah. real. Mm-hmm. The music is great. It's just... Yep. The, the evolution of characters, you root for them. It's yeah. just beautiful story. For sure. What a, he's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, I was going to do a whole segment on this, but we took up the whole episode. So I'm going to go through it really quickly. <laughs> All right. Because this was an 80s themed whatever. You know? Oh, okay. But these are 10 things that we remember from the 80s that hardly exist today. Oh. You ready for this? Sure. Number one, phone books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You I remember it? the Atlanta phone book. Back in the day, there was four of them. Yeah, I would imagine. And that was in the early 90s. Uh, along with phone books, pay phones. Mm. Have you have you used a pay phone? Uh, I have. I have too. My mom used to carry. Back in the day. My mom used to carry two quarters. Oh, nice. Always. Yeah. Just in case of an emergency. For the phone, yep. For sure. Uh, <laughs> water beds. Oh, wow. Yeah. My Uncle Kelly used to have a water bed. Yeah, and I friend that a waterbed. I don't understand it, but anyway, no. obviously when you. I first laid in in one, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool," but I'm just like, I can't stay in this bed. I gotta get out of here, <laughs> and it's uh, hard to get out of too. <laughs> watching music videos on MTV, video Ooh. video rentals, yes, Cabbage Patch dolls. I didn't have one, but oh my gosh, definitely I remember them. Yeah, uh, I didn't have them either. Indoor smoking, yeah, kind of wish that McDonald's was had a no smoking section. When I turned, yeah. when I was a teenager, um, <clears throat> and then finally, so weird. Some of these are like they were popular for a long time, like movie yeah. rental and shop mm-hmm. shopping malls. But yeah, paper maps, man. Oh yeah, Woo! yep. Using a paper map like that yeah. was from Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the border of Rhode Island, which is what we're in. Twenty two miles away. <laughs> Get yourself a new map. <laughs> I see you're picking up your sarcasm. <laughs> well, dude, this has been one of my favorites. I'm going to enjoy editing it, and I'm going to enjoy yeah. listening to it because it's just one of my favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. John I Hughes. Maybe I can talk my wife into watching John Hughes movies this week. Yeah. Shouldn't have a problem with that. Thanks again, everyone. We love some John Hughes. Rest in paradise, sir. Yes. This has been another episode of the Twerk Ethic Show. Woo! Get in, Nate! It's nailing that snare. Nice! I tried to do it, but I'm... Not as good as you. <laughs> Nate is a professional okay, drummer. Uh, he couldn't figure it out with his hand motions. <laughs> Get it. All Get it, Rudy. Yeah, just keep going, Rudy. Come on. Yeah. We say it all the time. I love pretty much most of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
And Cooley, he loves all of you. I do. He does too, but he just doesn't want to say it. He's going to have his John Hughes moment real soon. And he's going to just profess his love for everybody. <laughs> I love you all. I love you so much. Love me, John Hughes. It's the Twerk Ethics Show. It's the Twerk.